Hello G5, this is Ellen speaking. Mm -hmm. We had staff coming in saying we need your equipment. So the walls started to become more and more bare. It was freaky and something out of like a film. I was working in a recovery area for theatres. So I was as far away from intensive care as you could possibly get. They started to arrange upskilling, which is learning how to ventilate a patient, when to escalate concerns, how to prone them. They have to lie on their stomach because they get better lung capacity. So we were learning all of this. They go, this is what you need to do. You need to hand over your patient. You've got an hour to hand your patient over. There is nothing you can miss. All of this stuff, and you had 15 minutes to half an hour if, if they had time in a crammed room, and they said, off you go, and, and that was it. And then the next thing you know, you're going to be put into intensive care. So, yeah, from that moment, from the upskilling, you're there signing your name saying, yes, I've done the upskilling, and then that's it, off you go. So, yeah, that was like, wow. <laughs> I'm Ellen, I'm a student nurse, and I work at University Hospital Southampton. Right, so if that's hurting, let's get you on your side. And then when you want to have your breakfast, we can turn you back. Let me move your pillow. Three years ago, I had to undergo abdominal surgery, which led to me being a patient in hospital for one month. And it was watching the nurses, and they were always so smiley, and they did everything in their power to make sure that they could make that patient be as comfortable as possible. But they just work together. It's just It just clicks. And I knew that was something that I wanted to be part of. I wanted to be part of that team. When somebody comes back, I'll make you a, I'll make you a coffee if you'd like one. Yeah? I found out that I got my nursing when, unfortunately, I was back in hospital. And I remember looking at it and I just cried. Because <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen. And I think it was such a whirlwind of emotions of being a patient myself to then being like, oh my gosh, I've just sat here, watched all these nurses... That's actually going to be me in a few years. On the first day of me being moved to intensive care, I had to report to the hub, we called it. So this area was two members of staff, this huge whiteboard with people's names written all over it, and it would say your name, and it would say what intensive care you're going to. So, for example, it could be a side A, side B, donning and doffing. So my first day was doing the donning and doffing. Donning and doffing is where you help staff members put on the PPE and remove it correctly without any cross-contamination. I then get this vast queue of staff clock-watching because they've got handover and you're rushing, but at the same time you're like, if you're not wearing your PPE properly, then this is going to be a disaster. And then everyone goes in. And then you think, all right, I've got a minute to breathe. So you start restocking everything. And then they start knocking at the door. So you have to go up to the door and <laughs> genuinely put your ear up to the door because you can't, you can't open it because I'm not protected. And so I put my ear up to the door and they're like, I need this medication or I need this. So you go to run and then you're like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't know where anything is. Like I, I've never worked here before. And then I'll say to someone, like, where do I find this? They're like, oh, it's in the stock room. This isn't a stock room, like, a little cupboard where everything's labelled. It's this huge room. And you're looking, and, like, half the time I didn't know what I was looking for. Ninth floor. Doors opening. So the days flew, but I remember that being my first day, and I was like, 
wow. Wow. And I wasn't even inside at this point. And that was just the dressing and undressing of staff. When I arrived in intensive care, I was really, really nervous. You know, a year ago, I had just learned how to wash a patient properly. And now I'm able to support intensive care nurses and help set up or interpret a ventilator. Patients in intensive care who were sedated, you have to be so observant when looking after them. You have to know when their mouth is dry, when they need a drink, when they need to be proned, when they need to be changed, when their feet may be dry and need to have creaming done to them, when their skin integrity needs to be checked because their life is basically in your hands. I've never had to work with patients who are sedated before. I've always had the interactions with patients, asking them questions and them telling me if they're uncomfortable or need the toilet or need a drink. Whereas on this occasion, I had to decide that for them. He's about COPD, so he's on scale two. He's yeah. of one to two, but he has quite a bad uh, postural drop. So you definitely run off nervous energy and adrenaline, which keeps you going, especially when it's these 12-hour shifts. The drive home is when it you actually sit down and stopped. And I think that was the hardest part for me because looking at the patients, looking at the stress, looking at... We were running out of things so quickly. The, the prognosis of patients and the outcomes weren't what you would want. To see nurses crying and they've got marks and sores on their faces, that was hard. That was really hard to see because it must have been so stressful to be qualified at the time. I questioned whether or not I wanted to do my nursing. I still wanted to. I still wanted to go in there and help. But just seeing these these poor patients, younger and younger, coming through the door... Yeah, see now. But that would be really helpful later. I haven't done some of the weights of my patients because half of them are asleep. In, in whilst boring, so donning and doffing, whilst working in intensive care, I still had to do my university assignments. So to try and develop as a student during it was really, really challenging. And we actually had an email from the university and the hospital saying, if intensive care need you, you will be pulled off your university days. This is a priority. You need to come into work. Actually, I, what I would like Definitely. to know, Lucia, is who's, whose chocolate cake is this? Oh, oh that's our list. That's from yesterday. But the high points for me is the team morale. You know, if you're donning and doffing, they all make a joke like, oh, here we go again. Like, everyone was just finding a way to make light of the situation because that's how you get, that's how you get through it meeting all these staff from around the hospital so I don't like to bring it up uh, because it does sound really cringy but one of the things that kept me going was definitely one of my mugs (laughs) that my (laughs) my parents bought for me back from a holiday so not only is your mug in the NHS everything to you because if you don't have your mug then you can't have coffee (laughs) but this mug in particular was just It was just special to me because my parents went away on holiday and unfortunately my dad became very, very unwell. He fortunately got back to the UK very, very poorly and his prognosis wasn't great. But anyway, he made a miraculous recovery and the care he received and the way he, he kept going was inspiring and 
the mug always reminds me of what he's been through and what the nurses did for for dad and yeah it's kind of like a little keep going to me <laughs> good morning so my name's ellen i'll be looking after you for today all day oh lucky you 